USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at usaa.com 100. If you're thinking of starting your own business, join us for Tips from the Pros, coming up next on Veterans Voice. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio, in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNut Home Services. Welcome to Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Nanette Brede. We have four fabulous experts in starting your new business. Terry Zarsky, previously with the Pikes Peak um, Library District, and a research expert, Jim Van Horn from First Southwest Bank is going to talk about financing. Casey Eberhardt, a marketing expert from Los Angeles, is going to tell you how to start with that. And then we have a success story from Jake Wayne from 1350 Distilling. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about you, and then we're going to open the forum and let the experts tell you how what you need to know to get started in a business. Terry, a little bit about your background. Okay, my background is um, I worked for the Pikes Peak Library District as the business services librarian for 35 years. So I have lots of experience as well as a master's degree in library science. And I know how to find the information that's necessary out there um, and how to find it for you free. It's not going to cost you anything. You can pay people to do it for you. But it's much better if you don't have to pay anything because that money goes into your business and not into research. She's being rather shy. How many (laughs) awards have you won at national level for what you do, Terry? Well, I won the New York Times Librarian of the Year, and then I also won the Dunham Bradstreet's Business Librarian of the Year. So um, both of those are highly recognized. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Jim. Tell us about you. Perfect. Thank you um, for the opportunity. Um, my name is Jim Van Horn. Um, I've worked in a number of different uh, federal agencies. Um, I worked for the SBA in three different district offices. Now, what's um, the SBA? SBA Small Business Administration. Uh, I worked here in Colorado, uh, in Denver, covering the state of Colorado, as well as in Florida. I covered the northern part of the, the state of Florida for the 43 counties there. And then I also got the opportunity to work in South Carolina for the SBA. So I've seen... Um, you know, the market in a number of different places and different industries. Um, I came back to Colorado in 2020. Uh, I was the community program director for USDA uh, for water and wastewater programs and the community facilities loan programs, which are large commercial loans to um, municipalities, um, building libraries and uh, fire, you know, houses and whatnot. Um, I work for First Southwest Bank now. Um, I'm their specialized lender. So I specialize now in uh, doing SBA loans and USDA loans for rural communities and for businesses in those areas. Well, before we get into the real meat, I'll be right back. 
Every season brings a new strain on your home's heating, plumbing, and electrical systems. Veterans Voice Partner, the Wirenut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, plumbing, and electrical needs. They're family-owned and proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans you can trust. They'll be there for you when you need them to solve problems with your heating, plumbing, cooling, or electrical systems. The Wirenut Home Services does it all. Book your appointment online at thewirenut.com. Back to our experts, Terry and Jim. What's the first thing I need to do if I want to start a business? Find out if there's a market for what your idea is. Are people spending money and how much competition is there? Both of those things need to be answered ahead of time. If there's too much competition, you're not going to make money because they're already established and you're not. Um, And it takes time to establish a new clientele. And then um, also, if you uh, have done a research on whether or not there's a market, you know if the market's growing, declining, or staying stagnant. And a lot of people think that it's growing um, always because they want it to be growing. Doesn't mean that necessarily it is. But I can help you find out the numbers to see whether or not they are actually doing that. So how do they get in contact with you, Terry? The easiest way is to email Terry Zarsky, T-E-R-R-Y, Z as in zebra, A-R-S-K-Y, at gmail.com. Very simple when you have a unique name. Jim, when we figured out there's a need or a niche in the market that isn't filled Mm -hmm. and my potential company or business would fill that niche, how do I get funding? Sure. Um, yeah, I would echo exactly what Terry said, um, is um, being prepared is one of the biggest factors in um, businesses being successful at getting financing. Um, when they really know you know, what the bank is looking for, um, when they're asking for financials or business plans, things in that nature. Because, um, And being in banking, I can tell when I talk to our business um, right from the get uh, how much research they've done about you know, what they're looking to get themselves into. Um, you know, owning your own business is, is no joke. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's, um, you know, it's a livelihood. Uh, and people really need to understand that from the get. Um, and that's part of that preparation there, I think. So we were chatting about getting some training up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of free resources in your local community. And uh, you can start by going to your local library. But also many communities have both a SCORE office, which is um, Service Corps of Retired Executives, although it's just called SCORE nowadays. And they are people who are retired C-suite um, executives as well as business owners and experts that are experts in different topics like myself, a researcher for your local library. Um, they have people that can help you answer questions. You can also go to the Small Business Development Center and contact them to find out. Both SCORE and SBDC offer free and low-cost uh, workshops that you can take on everything having to do with business. So I'd really recommend you start there because that'll tell you whether or not there's a market and how to do a research to find out for your particular industry what's going on and give you those numbers. So when you go to the bank, you can say, I need $65,000 and here's how I'm going to spend it. And it can't be on salary for yourself. It has to be, if it's a salary, it has to be for an employee and not for yourself. Yeah, um, the resources that Terry just mentioned are uh, a number of the resources that SBA uses and helps fund. Um, 
uh, I always tell people these are our taxpayers' dollars at work. Uh, so please utilize the services, right? Um, you know, they're available to you. Um, sometimes that can be difficult for business owners uh, because they are, in fact, you know, working in their business and trying to provide for their families with the money that they bring in and revenue. So sometimes it's hard to utilize that. But there's been a number of things they've done in the past couple of years that have innovative changes to get uh, to you in your home. Uh, lots of virtual uh, sessions, things in that nature. And they've really tried to adapt to where we're at right now in the economy and how things work. Um, but the the women's business resource, uh, Mount Carmel, um, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, this podcast uh, right now is being done through Mount Carmel. So these are all resources to individuals um, that you have to be able to take, um, you know, take advantage of um, and, and utilize them for what they can do. Thanks, guys. More details and facts and ideas on starting your small business in just a second. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive Veterans Voice Technology Partner, meeting all of your computing needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran-owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. Back to our guests, Jim Van Horn and Terry Zarsky. What else do I need to know if I'm going to start the business? I need research. I need to identify a delta in the business area. I need money. Yeah. Let me talk a little bit about some of the factors we, um, you know, we take into consideration as a bank. Um, we look at the five C's. Um, I'm sure if you've looked into any kind of credit, you'll hear about the five C's, which are credit, collateral, cash flow, capacity, and character. Um, each one of those has different factors involved. But the num- number one uh, most important would be that cash flow piece. Um, the bank wants to know that you can debt service the loan that you'd be taking on and afford the actual business that you're running. Um, the, uh, the other ones are, you know, credit. Um, obviously, credit is something you want to try to, um, you know, for SBA and specialized lending, uh, we typically look at anywhere from 650 and above um, at this point nowadays um, is something we want to see. No delinquencies, no, um, you know, previous history of federal, you know, default or anything in that nature. Um, and then also um, something else uh, business owners need to consider is the collateral that it takes to secure that loan. Um, So those are just some of the factors in in place that we look at. Hold that thought, Jim. Mm -hmm. We'll be back in just a second. Jim Van Horn, Terry Zarsky, thank you so much for being with us. I'm Nanette Brede. You're listening to the Veterans Voice, originating from flagship station KRDO News Radio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Coming up next, we'll be back with Jim Van Horn and Terry Zarsky and learning more about steps you need to take to start your small business. This is Veterans Voice host Mike Lewis, and you can hear us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search for the word wreath for Wreaths Across America Radio and tune in to the Veterans Voice. Now back to Nanette Brede on the Veterans Voice. Welcome back to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio on Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Nanette Brede. We'll be talking to Terry Zarsky, research expert for businesses, and Jim Van Horn, financial expert. Guys, we were talking about the five C's, 
Let's talk about how we learn about that and get that started when we're starting a new business. Well, there's free and low-cost classes that you can take through SCORE or the Small Business Development Center, and they are both in-person online and also on-demand classes. So you can take them 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Um, and you can retake by because most of these classes are recorded. So you can actually go back and look at the recording multiple times, as many times as you want, in order to make it stick for you. Um, but there's a lot of information out there trying to figure out what are the questions that you need to ask in order to make sure that there is a market for what you're looking for, how much competition is there, how much money is being spent on your particular market in your geographic region that you're going after. Um, all of those are questions that you can answer by taking these classes. Um, they are three-hour classes, so it's it's you commit to uh, twice a week for 90 minutes. Uh, right now, most of the score classes that I teach are taught in the evening for from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Mountain Time. But you can actually sign up. I have people who sign up from the East Coast and take my classes. And I have people that that come in from the rural areas and take the classes. You don't have to be right there to be able to do it. You can do it remotely. So that's a good thing that, that, that actually COVID taught a lot of us. We can do a lot of stuff remotely. <laughs> and virtually, I mean, you do you record? Yes, all the classes are recorded, um, and I've had people say to me, well, I'd like to take the class, but I can't do it on your time frame. Well, if you sign up for the class, you pay for the class, um, they are low-cost classes, $25 for most of the classes that I teach. Uh, when you take it, if you can't attend, you just let me know that ahead of time, and I'll send you the recording from the class. You take it whenever you want. You listen to it as many times as you want. So how much better prepared is someone if they've taken some classes rather than just walking in the door and saying, I need money, Jim. Yeah, that's a big difference. Um, you know, that's really going to, you know, set you apart from someone that's actually going to get financing or someone that's not. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, you know, and I work with businesses at all stages. Um, if I work with a business that I know just from the conversation I'm having that they need to do a little bit more research and put some things together, uh, that's something that I will to, you know, refer out to SCORE or SBDC. I use them all the time. Um, my bank specifically um, in the southern part of uh, the state of Colorado, um, we have a number of different SBDCs and SCORE counselors um, that we, you know, send people to. Uh, but essentially, when they are ready to come back to the bank and we can look at financing for them, uh, we, we take it from there. Um, you know, a little bit uh, about the bank that I work for, it's called the Certified Development Financial Institution, which are only two in the state of Colorado. They specialize in uh, working in rural communities as well as um, economically distressed communities. Um, and uh, we really try to work with startups, uh, especially. Um, we don't shy away from that. We're a bank that will actually fund a startup. Uh, and I've done a number of them, and um, I'd love to share more information about that as well. But if Let's, you can go to him with solid data that proves yeah. there's a market for it and you know exactly how much you're asking for and how it's going to be spent, he's going to be much easier at being able to approve that. Yes, that's true. Hold that thought. Optum Colorado and the Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. How do we get funding for veterans? Is there any special funding out there for them? 
Yeah, I can speak to that um, specifically. Uh, SBA has had a, uh, a veteran program for quite a long time. Um, right now, um, what that really means in the sense of money uh, is that there's no fees included, uh, up to 500000 uh, for veterans utilizing SBA programs. And that's a big deal. Uh, if you've ever used a VA home loan or anything like that, you're used to paying the um, the guarantee fee on the back end of that. There is not a guarantee fee up to 500000 at this point right now with where we are. Um, and that may change in the coming years. Um, that's something I can speak to. I've worked for the federal agency for a number of years. So when people come to me and they talk to uh, me about the SBA programs or USDA programs, they get both sides of the, the spectrum. Someone that's worked for the federal agency as well as someone that can actually lend them the money now. So that's important. Uh, and that's kind of how I differentiate myself um, from other banks and other individuals out there utilizing uh, SBA products. But uh, yeah, there are specific programs that we can help. Um, you know, in federal contracting, you get some specific uh, dedicated benefits to being a veteran. But in lending, um, you know, and I talk to veterans all the time, I tell them, you know, we got to be prepared just as though um, we're not veterans, um, just like anybody else walking into the bank looking for that. And so um, although I, I do find that veterans are a little bit more uh, willing to, to do that preparation and things, and that's why I love working with the veteran community myself. I'm a vet. I understand that mindset. So I try to speak to that and, um, you know, and and uh, we can take it from there. But yeah, um, you know, that specifically is one of the big reasons I'm here today is to talk to the veteran community uh, as far out as this reaches. Um, you know, there's there's lots of businesses um, to be had, whether that's an existing business already that you can look into as far as purchasing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Uh, but like Terry said earlier, um, you know, doing the research and finding the market for what you're looking to get into is, is a big deal. Um, and uh, again, if if Terry lists her website again or her, um, her email address, I would write it down. She is a valued asset. And I have actually... Um, I told her I've I've bragged about her across the country and places that I've worked uh, just because of um, the information I know she's capable of providing you. So those are those are great resources. How do people contact you, Jim? Yeah, um, so you can contact me directly. I give people my cell phone number. I'm somebody that actually picks up the phone and talks to you still. Um, my cell phone number is seven one nine four three three nine seven five five. You can also reach me at Jim Van Horn at fswb.com. That's my uh, my email for the bank. Uh, but again, my phone number is 719-433-9755. We'll be right back with more from Terry Zarsky and Jim Van Horn and learning more about how you can start your small business and what you need to do to be successful. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long-standing Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center partner, and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're there, lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, always above and beyond. Visit MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. We're back. Terry Zarsky from the Pikes Peak Library District and SCORE, and Jim Van Horn from First Southwestern Bank, experts in what they do in helping new businesses get started. Final thoughts? Final thought is if you're starting your own business and you don't know what the first step is, use the email terryzarsky at gmail.com and ask, 
what it is that I need to do first steps in order to figure out, is there a market for what I want? Is there a target audience for what I want? And how much information do I need in order to be able to find the funding to get that business started? All of those things can be answered by going and sending an email to that address, and I can help you answer those questions, get started, find the resources that you need that are free, and get you on the right path to make that business a success. Your address one more time. Terry Zarsky at gmail.com. Spell Terry. T-E-R-R-Y, Z as in zebra, A-R-S-K-Y at gmail.com. Thanks, Terry. All right, Jim. Wrap us up. Yeah, I would just echo everything Terry's saying. Um, you know, there's a big component in that uh, preparation, too, that's going to kind of um, give you the opportunity to recognize what kind of funding you really need, where you're at with that, whether you're a startup business, an existing business, if you're looking for expansion. Um, there's different types of financing, obviously, out there. Um, I'm also a resource to help you try to find what type of resource to, to capital you need um, and you know, connected in the industry, uh, as well as have those programs available at our uh, at our bank at uh, First Southwest Bank. We'd love the opportunity to sit down with you. I'd love the opportunity to work with you. Uh, if you're a veteran, again, I'm reaching out to you to let you know that these you know types of resources are available to you. So please take advantage of them. And the number one thing is, I would say, is um, be your own advocate. Um, nobody else is going to do it for you. You've got to be uh, willing to put in the work and, and do it yourself, but there's lots of help out there to help you do it with. And Jim, your email address one more time, please. Jim.VanHorn, V-A-N-H-O-R-N, at FSWB.com. Great. Thank you both so very much for being with us today. Absolutely. It was Absolutely. a pleasure. I'm Nanette Bray You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, originating from flagship station KRDO News Radio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Our weekly update coming up with Linda Sink, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the Wirenut Home Services. Welcome back to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Nanette Brede. I'd like to welcome back the delightful Linda Sink, Resource Development and Events Manager, with updates on the fun events coming soon. Linda, over to you for the details. Thanks, Nanette. Always a pleasure to be here and sitting with you in the studio. Thank you so much. There's a whole lot going on at Mount Carmel. We're just starting the new year, and it's already a busy season for us. So uh, before I get started, I want to do a shout-out and a call-out for our volunteers, our ambassadors, our community partners, everybody and anybody that wants to get involved with us. Just give me a call. The main line is 719-772-7000. So as we jump into events, one of the next ones that are coming up is March 24th. This is our bi-monthly food distribution. So this is a hand up, not a handout. This is for those who need an extra lift during the mid the mid month, right? So and this is not just for veterans. Correct. This is for the entire community. Technically, it opens at 11 o'clock. It's at the Norris Penrose Event Center Upper Lot at 1125 
West Moreno Street. It's right across the street from Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. So again, you can call for more details, 719-772-7000 if you want to volunteer or if you just need to get in line. I would encourage you to get in line about 9.30, 10 o'clock. Supplies go quickly. Uh, as you know, we're in, a, we're in need right now. The next event that I would like to highlight is on April 8th. This is the Tillman Honor Run. This happens all across the country. And in Colorado Springs, it happens to be on April 8th. It's a Saturday. starts at 8 o'clock in the morning. And so what we would like to do is just join the ASU Colorado chapter to run or walk, raise money for the Tillman Scholarship Program. It's a casual, family-friendly, fun run or walk. And I've even seen folks bring out their pets. So if you want to run with your pets, feel free to do that. Give Mark Collins a call or an email. You know what? It might just be better just to call me and I can send you his way. Um, And you don't have to be in Colorado Springs to do it. You could be in Minnesota. You could be in Texas. You could be in Florida. Just go to the main website, register, and select Colorado Springs as the chapter that you want to run for. And all the proceeds go to the Pat Tillman Foundation. So what's the website? Just go to our website, the veteranscenter.org, O-R-G website. Um, I would encourage you just to make a phone call, pick up the phone, give me a shout, and I'll send you the right information, okay? So 719-772-7000. And then, my favorite, I'm having a good time with this one, it's our First Responders and Veterans Pickleball Tournament. This one's in May. We have a whole lot to talk about, so I'm just going to tease you a little bit and do a call for players and sponsors. This is the fastest growing sport. We're looking for veterans who want to play and represent Mount Carmel. Give me a call, sponsor our team, get our team t-shirt, come smash the ball around and have a good time. Proceeds will benefit Mount Carmel and our first responders, nonprofits that are being selected. So again, what's the date on that? May 6th and 7th. It's the first weekend in May. So you're looking for players, Mm -hmm. sponsors, volunteers. And people to wear those T-shirts, right? The players will wear the T-shirts. Yeah. Sounds like fun. It is going to be a great time. We're looking forward to it. So, again, 719-772-7000. Give me a ring. Linda Sink, Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center, Resource Development and Events Manager. Thank you so much for joining us today on Veterans Voice. I'm Nanette Brede. For those of you listening on KRDO News Radio, you can join us by podcast for our second half hour with guest Casey Eberhardt, marketing and business expert from Los Angeles, California, and Jake Wayne, co-owner and founder of 1350 Distilling in Colorado Springs, and learn how they can help your business grow. Find us at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. This is Veterans Voice host Mike Lewis, and you can hear us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search for the word wreath for Wreaths Across America Radio and tune in to the Veterans Voice. Now back to Nanette Brede on the Veterans Voice. In this segment of Veterans Voice, host Nanette Brede captured the conversation she had with business marketing expert Casey Eberhardt while aboard the Princess Discovery cruise ship. I'm Ted Robertson, executive producer for Veterans Voice. Enjoy. Welcome back to the second half hour of Veterans Voice, presented by USAA and coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio. 
Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast to get the full hour on demand at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. I'd like to introduce you to my friend and business mentor, Casey Eberhardt from Los Angeles, California, and he is going to talk with us today about marketing your business. Casey, welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nana. It's a real honor, uh, honor and privilege to be with you today. Thanks. We're talking about marketing your new business as a veteran. How do I get my arms around marketing and being an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, the, 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 the cool thing is, or the great thing about being a business owner and an entrepreneur is that it's a new venture. And I, I presume that a lot of folks that are listening to this that are coming either out of the service or, or making that transition are really looking for a ways to grow their particular business. And so one of the things that I always look towards is where can you find that community that you can sort of plug into that can help you grow your business, making it kind of like the path of least resistance, if you will. Right. And so in this case, what I would recommend is that the, the veterans all hang out with each other. Right. And so when you go into a, a networking event or a chamber of commerce event or a community type of event, first thing I would look for is who are the other people that have gone through or are going through exactly what I am? They might have access to a customer base or a group of people that we could sell our uh, sell our services to or our products to so on and so forth. So, so the thing that I'm gonna, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, who's a veteran? I'd have everybody raise their hand and say, me too. Let's have a chat. And being able to create that bond within the community is really important because, let's face it, one of the things that people that are veterans or one of the things that veterans have an abundance of inside the service is leadership. And they understand that, that um, following processes and systems is really important. Outside of the services, let's face it, people are a hot mess, <laughs> right? So if you can identify who in the, in the room are other veterans, that's step one. The second thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look for those people in the community or inside the context of a particular networking event um, that are influencers or people that have influence. So who are the people that are, for example, organizing the meeting, organizing the event. Maybe they own the association or own the networking event, or even the speakers that are in the front of the room talking. I've always found that if I can get in front of and connect with those people that have influence and that are kind of like me and we already have something in common, the much easier it becomes. That makes sense to me. Reaching out to people that are in your same community is probably the best way to connect and grow your center of influence. What else should I be doing as a brand new entrepreneur? Well, I think it really comes down to who has the leads or who has access to those people that I want to sell my product, goods, or services to. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, look, let's figure out who do we serve? Who's the customer that we actually serve? Then I'm going to say, who has that customer? Or probably a better question to ask is, where do those customers hang out? Right? So if you're going to use, for example, social media, do those customers hang out on LinkedIn? Or do they hang out on TikTok? Or do they hang out on Facebook? And then I'm going to go to where the customers already are. I've already I've found so often that business owners make this really hard because they go where they want to play 
and then don't understand why they can't just attract the customer to them, right? I can't remember what movie it was, but they was like, build it and they will come. Well, that's not really the case in, in business. It might be for baseball or whatever sport was in the movie, but at the end of the day, we have to go where our customers are or where the customers are already hanging out. So if you think of it like in terms of it, maybe a different way to look at it is I would look at it as, think of like a bridge and there's traffic going across the bridge, right? The bridge is customers. Our job is to put a toll gate on that bridge. The customer goes in, the customer comes out. The customer in, the customer goes out. It's our job to provide that customer the pathway to pay us to cross the toll, which is our business. Right. So I'm really going to identify who's the customer, who do I get to serve at the highest level, where do they hang out, and then I'm going to go there and I'm going to try to get them to say, hey, look at me, I want, I want to have a conversation or I want to check you out or I want to come to your store or whatever. Go where the customers are. Don't expect the customers to come to me. Yeah, basically. well, well, let's let's face it. If I can pull a if I can pull a quote from a twelve step program called Al-Anon, uh, I learned this early on that expectations are resentments under construction. So if I expect a customer to come to me and they don't come to me, now I'm mad. Right. But I'm trying to serve the customer. So if the customer is over there and I'm over here expecting that person to randomly think I'm so awesome they're going to come to me is a little bit wishful thinking. A lot wishful a thinking. A lot. <laughs> it sets up a resentment. It sets up a, well, my marketing isn't working. I'm so awesome. Why aren't they coming to me? Why aren't they just throwing money at me? And at the end of the day, we have to respect the customer where they are, meet them where they are, and we got to go to them. That makes a tremendous amount of sense. You know, I've been in this mastermind program, a business mastermind program recently, and the mentors are talking significantly about changing focus into social media, that that is where the customer is, that that's how they communicate. Is that what you're finding in today's environment, Casey? I Well, again, I'm going to say, where's the customer hanging out? If, you're, if the customer that you wanted to serve was... 90-year-old grandmother yeah 90-year-old women that are living in assisted living and nursing care facilities or the customer is um you know somebody that is under 14 are they hanging on social media i don't really think so right but they might be hanging you might be then saying well i need to go to a facility to set up a thing i might be able to have to have bigger print on my signage because people that are 90 may have a little harder time seeing, right? Or if I'm te going to kids, where do the kids hang out? It's where the parents hang out. So are they at sporting events? Are they at the local softball things? So I agree that a lot of people hang out on social media. There's a lot of groups on social media, but I also say it's really important to understand who we serve and where are they already and let's go there. Does that make sense? Nanette? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, Casey. What is the the number one thing you would have people do as they start their new business? Besides, okay, we've already talked about finding our target audience. We know who the target audience is, our, our premier customer, our avatar. What's next? Really identifying what is their problem. I think a lot of times, Nanette, people start businesses and they just go, okay, I'm here to do business. And they haven't really thought about how do they serve the person? What is the problem that they're solving 
for the person. So I go through an exercise with every product, good or service for every business that I ever work with. And I, 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 you know me, you've known me long enough. I like to start at the end and work backwards. So this will give you is a really simple exercise, but it is not easy. Okay. So we start at the end and we say, what's the pro what's the solution that we sell? We all only buy solutions. I'm thirsty. I need a drink. I'm hungry. I need, I need food. I, I, I have no place to stay. I need housing, right? I don't have a place to carry my wallet. I need a purse, right? We sell solutions. So if I got a solution, back it up, write the solution you sell. Then next up is what's the problem. If you understand the solution and the problem, then you write down, and this is where I love getting all my friends and family and other people to give me ideas. Who has that problem? Who are all the people that have that particular problem? Then I'm going to take that and I'm going to whittle that down to probably the five or six people who are the most profitable out of that group. For example, I used to sell a pet spray to take out a pet stain, pet stains out of carpet. Well, who's more profitable? A, a house that has five German shepherds, a boat, and an RV or a studio apartment that has one little kitty cat. Right. Same customer, it's, it's who's more profitable. Once we understand who the profit is, then we talk to them in their language. And if we can do that, solution, problem, who has the problem, who's the most profitable, talk to them in their language, it's a great exercise to get started. Yes. Casey Eberhardt, you have been fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. Folks, you have listened to a, an entire mastermind class in 11 minutes. Um, thank you. So how can people reach out to you, Casey? Uh, the easiest way is to find me. I'm pretty much on every social media as Casey Eberhardt. It's really, it's, it's really not hard to find me. Last name is E, B as in boy, E-R-H-A-R-T. And if you want some networking tips, I've got a free gift. Go to powernetworkingtips.com powernetworkingtips.com. Yep. Fabulous. Casey Eberhardt from Los Angeles, California. Thank you a million for joining us today. And thank you, Nanette, for doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm Nanette Brede. You're listening to the Veterans Voice podcast, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. Welcome back to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, and coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Our guest today is Jake Wayne, owner and co-founder of 1350 Distilling. Jake, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Thanks. We have been talking today about starting business. Talk to us, talk to me a little bit about how you and your partner decided to even do a distillery. Yeah, so it, it goes back. Um, Candace, uh, Phil's wife, started working at Douglas Valley Elementary School with my wife, who's teaching there, and that's on the Air Force Academy. And we started hanging out. We had daughters about the same age. We had a lot of similar interests. Phil was here on uh, uh, with the Marine Corps, and he was getting ready to retire. And one day he approached me and said, hey, I have this idea for a distillery, but I've never worked in a bar and you do graphic design work and marketing and advertising and I'm going to need help with that. And he kind of laid out his general idea, which was uh, at the time we didn't have a name. We weren't sure what the name was going to be, but he knew he wanted to make vodka and gin and rum and whiskeys. And he already had it all lined up. He wanted each product 
to represent a different branch of military based off of the type of spirit. And for me, I've, uh, in the design world, always creating for other businesses and uh, the opportunity to have a product of my own that I could apply my skills to got me very excited. I used to brew beer back in the 90s, used to work at a microbrewery in Flagstaff, Arizona. And this idea of the distilled spirit was something new. And so uh, Phil is an engineer. He knew how to do it. And uh, we started touring all over Colorado, the four of us, on weekend dates and exploring what distilleries were out there and what they were doing, taking notes of what we liked, what, you know, and started building a plan. Uh, We got our building five years ago now in downtown Colorado Springs and uh, started working on it. And with Phil being a veteran and his wife being a a military spouse. And you are? A military dependent? I am, yes. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force for 25 years. My brother was in the Army, so very familiar with the military lifestyle. My wife's family was is all Navy for the most part. And um, working on the Air Force Academy, teaching kids of servicemen and women, we all had a unique perspective of the different branches. And, and honestly, each of the branches can be like siblings where, you know, I can call my brother that, but you can't call him that, you know, <laughs> uh, which is funny. And so we knew we didn't want to create a, a marine distillery or an Air Force distillery. We wanted to represent all of that and not just the military, but the family. And so our, our brand statement is we celebrate the American spirit of our military and their loved ones one drink at a time. And so the one thing that we all could relate to was the American flag. And that's where our name comes from, the 13 stripes and 50 stars of the American flag. I think it's a beautiful symbol and well-received, obviously, in a town that is so military-friendly. Absolutely. And we only have five military installations here in town. So. <laughs> only. <laughs> you, only. So you have a large market to attract to um, your business. Yeah, what challenges did you overcome as you were setting up the distillery? Uh, well, you know, not having ever set up a distillery, there's we've learned every little step along the way uh, from preparing our building, getting it ready to go, getting obviously our federal and state licensing, purchasing a still, having it made, and insta- installing it, uh, and then the process of, okay, now we have product, now we need to learn to distribute and sell. In, in, uh, so I started putting on the salesman hat and going out. Uh, we opened up our doors to our taste room November of 2019. <gasps> yeah. So five months later, the world shifted on us. Um, we went into COVID with three products, and we were going to slow release new products as we uh, moved along, but because of the, that transition and not having our taste room open and all those hassles, luckily the world didn't stop drinking <laughs> and liquor stores were willing to take on a product that most people had never heard of. Uh, we were able to kind of pivot our, our shift. We came out of COVID with nine bottled spirits. So instead of doing a slow approach with product, we, we expanded our portfolio in order to survive. And really, if it wasn't for the liquor stores out there willing to take a chance on a no-name, um, it, it would be a different story right now. Um, but in that time, since COVID's opened up, people are... We've, we just celebrated our third year uh, in November, 
but it still feels like our first year in, in, you know, what do we, what does a typical Wednesday night look like? What does a Friday night, should it look like, you know, and finding new and creative ways to get people involved. And part of that is a, a goal that we had from the beginning, um, starting this new business, uh, finding a need to support nonprofits in town. We knew uh, we put on every one of our bottles, 10% of our profits go back to nonprofits, military and family charities locally as well, too. We figure there's great organizations, especially in this town, um, that are doing a fantastic job. How can we help them instead of us trying to create our own organization and, and do that? So um, with that dedication, we want to make a, a great locally sourced and use American-made materials to produce a craft spirit that's unique and uh, at the same time also help our local community. I know that... July, August, and September this past year, 2022, you did um, a sales drive, and the benefits, the proceeds, that 10%, went to Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. Yes. So we want to thank you and your partners so very, very much for that, uh, for thinking of us, for choosing Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center as one of your awardees for your funds. That's a part of our Angel Battalion, which was one of our big ideas when we first opened up, but obviously that got slowed. And uh, last year gave us the opportunity to announce our Angel Battalion and our quarterly nonprofit focus. And Mount Carmel was our second one that we had chosen. And it's really been fantastic because it's introduced us to so many fantastic, amazing giving individuals in this community, not just for our country, but for our uh, our community as well, people in need of all sorts of different things. Um, and so we, we do that each quarter. We have a different nonprofit focus. Uh, right now, until the end of March, it's Honor Flight of Southern Colorado, um, which they select, they, they take World War II, Korean, and Vietnam veterans on a trip to Washington, to Washington D.C., to view the monuments that are honoring their service, every bottle that's sold in our taste room, percentage of those bottles go to that nonprofit, just like we did with Mount Carmel. I know my dad took that trip years oh, ago. Oh, he cool. was a World War II veteran, and. That meant so much to him. I saw the pictures afterwards, how touched they were with what the Honor Flight did and the fact that they could finally see those monuments that had been built in their honor. Especially the World War II. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really why uh, this organization started up because they realized so many World War II veterans didn't have the financial means or the, the ability to travel and see that. And it's the, the stories, the videos, the photos are really amazing. Um, what's great is uh, we just did a charity event with Honor Flight, and they're going to have their first all-female tour going uh, in the next month or so. Uh, so all women of Southern Colorado veterans to go out and do that. They're also planning two other flights as well, too. So we're hoping we can help them with uh, with funding that. 
We have been speaking with Jake Wayne, co-founder of 1350 Distilling here in Colorado Springs. Jake, thank you again. Do you have a website people can Absolutely, look at? Absolutely, yeah. 1350distilling.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check us out. We have all kinds of fun events, and you can find out more about the nonprofits that we work with. Thank you again. So Thank it's 1350distilling. So yep, 1350distilling with an ing.com. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Nanette Breday, who've been listening to Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast to get a full hour of Veterans Voice on demand wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Visit us at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. You've been listening to the Veterans Voice Presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDL News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps. This is a message from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. If you were exposed to toxic substances while serving in the military, a new law called the PACT Act may make you eligible for additional benefits and care. The PACT Act benefits veterans of the Vietnam era, Gulf War era, and post 9-11 era who were exposed to toxic fumes, burn pits, Agent Orange, radiation, and other environmental hazards. Survivors of toxic exposed veterans and veterans who served in specific countries in Africa, the Middle East, and Southwest Asia are also potentially eligible. Learn more about the PACT Act by going to va.gov pact or by calling 1-800-MY-VA-411. We at VA are here for you, and we're ready to get you the care and benefits you've earned and deserve. I'm Mike Richman. Look, I want to talk to you about something serious. If you're a veteran and having thoughts of suicide, you are not alone. There are people out there that have your back, like Next Chapter, with free services like health and wellness counseling, transition and employment, and family services like housing, food aid, and financial assistance. To learn more, visit nextchapterco.org because your next chapter is worth writing. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, dial 988-PLUS-1.